Northumberland 89.7 is CFWN, truly local radio, serving Northumberland County, a not-for-profit volunteer community radio station. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. Hello, Northumberland County. This is Reality Realty Northumberland 89.7 FM Real Estate Talk. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And Reality Realty is your local real estate forum where we take on, we talk about, and we interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. I'd like to thank our local Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage for sponsoring this show. Uh, They helped to make this show uh, possible, and they're located in the Northumberland Mall and on 41 Walton Street in Port Hope. Joining me this morning is a repeat guest, and today is a co-host, and it is Aaron Toms. And Aaron is a is a real estate sales representative with Northumberland Hills Realty. Erin, welcome to the show this morning. Thanks for having me back on this beautiful spring day, Dale. Yeah, what a gorgeous day. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, never mind. <laughs> Better days ahead, Erin. I hope day. so, I yeah, hope so. for sure. Well, Erin, today we're going to be talking about a few things, a, a few real estate topics, just sort of a, a little bit of a mixed bag. We're going to be looking at... The broker, or you might say the realtor open house. We're going to look at, um, talk a little bit about caravans within brokerages. We'll take a look at uh, lockboxes and methods of viewing. And then we're going to look at uh, components of a successful viewing. So if you have your home for sale, what kind of components will put together a successful viewing of your home? Sounds interesting. You ready for that? I'm ready. You've Let's done go. your research? Sure. You're you're here anyway. I'm so here. That's right. Here. Thanks to you, too, by the way. Thanks for the ride today. You're very welcome. <laughs> you know, what's the sense in uh, in both of us having a chance of uh, wiping out on icy conditions mm-hmm. when we can just do it all in one car? <laughs> yeah. So we're going to also today, we'll look at a snapshot of our local real estate market we will be reviewing your thoughts, and that is a review of last week's Reality Realty Survey. So let's get right down to business here, and we'll do Snapshot, which is a look at today's residential real estate market in Northumberland County. Are you waiting for the spring market? Well, we're in it already. Over the past month, we've had 108 residential listings sell leaving us with an inventory of 312 listings for sale. Now, if we take a look over the past year, the successful listings that sold, they were on average priced at approximately 315000 And they sold for, on average, approximately $306,000. 
that is the average successful sale price of a home in our community. What do you think about that, Aaron? Does that seem does that not seem high to you that the average sale price was three hundred and six thousand? Yeah, it does. But I mean, it, it was crazy, right? So it's been a yeah. The last twelve months, the last fourteen months have really affected those prices, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so people have been receiving uh, approximately 97% of their asking price on a, on a successful sale. And the market time right now across our county, the average market time is 66 days. We're presently in a seller's market with an absorption rate of 35%. I research these Northumberland statistics and calculate the absorption rate using information from List Central. That's the realtor component of the MLS system. So if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this kind of information, not just to be general, but more specific within our county, specific to the property type you're dealing with and the price band it's in. So talk to your local realtor to understand the Northumberland market information that's most relevant to you. Mortgage rates. Mortgage rates are still great. They haven't changed from last week. We're still we still have a five year fixed as low as two point four nine percent and a five year variable as low as two point two percent. And these mortgage rates come to us from mortgage broker Caroline Bryant with the broker financial group. And Caroline has some nice new signs. Can we can you see them across the road? Uh, maybe I can't quite. Yeah, her office is pretty much right across the road from us. Nice new signs. And uh, thank you, Carolyn, for keeping us up to date every week with current mortgage rates. And folks, that's a look at the current snapshot of the residential real estate market here in Northumberland County. Well, Aaron, we were just talking about the survey, the weekly survey. Mm Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And... (laughs) And Erin Aaron hasn't taken part in one survey so far, as she said. Not one. No, but... But I will, I promise. But we'll promise, yeah. Yes. I mean, you're on... I, I said to you before the show, you're on so often, it's, it's not like it's my survey, it's our survey. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, anyways, la- the last survey, one we had two questions here for you. And, and the one question was, what topic or topics would you like for us to cover on Reality Realty? So this survey was more around the show and how how you would like to see the show go and what would be of interest to you. So for topics, we had, we had uh, one person get back to us uh, saying they want to know more about the offer and the agreement of purchase and sale and different documents that would happen throughout a transaction. They wanted us to talk about that and explain the different components in plain language, easy to understand language, which we've done before. And maybe we should just do a little bit more of because, Erin, that, that stuff can be pretty confusing, can it? Oh, it can. I mean, I've wrote blogs on it, trying to just make it easy to understand and, you know, losing the lawyer lingo. and. Yeah, it's full of legalese and... And yet, uh, if it's explained to you, all of a sudden that legalese can actually almost make sense. Almost, it? yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, somebody else was asking an interesting one. They want to know about the changes that have occurred in real estate over the years. So what was what was real estate like? Back, and now they didn't say a specific time, but maybe what was it like back 20 years ago and, compared to what it's like today? 
And that, whoever wrote that, that's a great topic. And I've already talked to someone, a key person. Uh I won't reveal their name, but a key person who has already expressed an interest in in coming on the show and talking about that very thing. That one will be interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're you're new to real estate or you're just paying attention now, uh, in many ways it's very different, but in many ways it's the same. So it'll be interesting to hear about that. Uh, We had another uh, question. What are the best renovations to do to improve the value of your home for sale? Mm. That's a good one, isn't it? And it's a frequently asked one, I imagine. Uh, Yeah, we we get asked that quite often, don't Mm -hmm. we? And an interesting article I just noticed in uh, the National Association of Realtors uh, information they had an article on the, I believe it was the six worst uh, improvements to do to your home. So uh, oh, that's a cool spin on it. Yeah. yeah. So they they had, I mean, their study covered all the improvements and what the average improvement improvement would cost, and what kind of percent return on investment you would get for that improvement. So this particular article was just picking at the bottom few. So you're going to tell us about it, or do we need to wait for another show? You're going to have to wait for another show. Oh, jeepers. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> you, you know, you have to have that sort of, what, what is it, like a hook? Is that a radio thing, to say you got to have a hook to keep them for next week? I really don't know. I'm not. I'm not really sure. I'm the. I know that at one point was a dating thing. A right? hook? Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you see, I, I don't know about <laughs> that either. I'm I'm the non-radio radio guy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, another neat um, a neat suggestion for a topic was, oh, this is this is genius. Whoever asked this is absolute genius. They said how to best handle being a buyer in a seller's market. Mm. Isn't that really good? It's very well worded. Yes. Yeah, I I would like to thank everyone who participated because. We have some good future show information from this. Then the the next question was very similar. What guest or guests or type of guests would you like to hear on Reality Realty? And we, uh, the one that was most common was uh, a home stager or designer. Really? Mm -hmm. People want to know about how maybe, maybe they're looking for trends. Maybe they're looking for what to do to their home before they sell it. Um, the The next uh, most popular one was a home improvement expert in 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 general, the different experts. And and we've done that. We've done that on the show many times. We've had heating and air conditioning people, roofing people, custom home builders. We we've had those experts in, and um, yeah. And so you have spoken, and you want to hear more of them. So we'll get them in. The other one is a. Uh, uh, somebody mentioned a landscaping expert, and I think that's a really good person to have in because over the over the time we've done this show and looking at studies about uh, return on investment, we'll go back to that other uh, that other question about what's the best return on investment to do to your uh, to do to your home. Landscaping yeah. came up as a two hundred percent return on investment. In in the stu- in one study I read last year, it was the number one. Mm-hmm. No, I've seen that as well in the past, and it 
truthfully kind of floored me. I mean, landscaping has always been a good investment, but I didn't realize the return was that high. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's the first thing you see when you go to that home. It's the last thing you see as you pull away. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and it's the, it's the image. It's the image your, your, your neighbors or your friends are, are going to see when they drive by. And that's, that's your home. Mm -hmm. That's the image they'll see. So folks, those were your thoughts. And we have our new survey up, so get involved, Erin. I will. I will complete it today, I promise. And get your, get your friends and your family and your clients to get involved. If you want to be involved, you can be involved right now. You're sitting back, maybe you're having a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, and you're just enjoying Reality Realty. Well, pull out your computer, and you can do the survey online Right while you listen, whether you're streaming or you're listening to the show on the radio, take a look. Google Google Dale Bryant Facebook, Google Dale Bryant Twitter. I have a post, and there'll be a link there to the survey. And here are the questions you'll find on today's survey, and, and this survey will go for the next week. The first question is, and there's three questions. You only answer two of the three. Question one is, did you gain financially or lose financially in your most recent real estate transaction? So you'll have a choice of two buttons there. And then the the follow-up question will be, what do you believe are the reasons for that financial gain? Or what do you believe are the reasons for that financial loss? This is an anonymous survey. And go to the survey. (laughs) Let us know what you think is important to be heard. And, uh, yeah, search me on on Facebook or on Twitter, and you'll find a link right there. Now, can I share that from your page onto my Facebook page? Yeah, you can go to that post and share that post. Well, maybe that's what I'll do, Dale. Well, that'd be perfect. And I'll complete it. And you'll complete it. Yes. Thank you, Erin. You're welcome. Yeah, and, I mean, even our thoughts are important, right? <laughs> I so, hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So this is just a reminder that the views and opinions expressed by me, by co-hosts, guests of the show, or any of the articles presented do not represent the views and opinions of the station, of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, of any real estate brokerage, or of any other realtor. They're simply our views and opinions at this time. So Aaron, first first topic today, the Realtor open house, or some people might say the broker open house. What is it? Well, it's an opportunity for realtors to go and tour a new listing or, you know, just a listing that's being hosted as one for, you know, to get an idea of what they're seeing. Maybe they'll have a buyer that's, you know, interested in something like that rather than dragging a buyer out with, you know, possibly little kids or mm-hmm. whatever. They can go and preview it first rather than doing that so, so it is it's basically it's just an open house but for, f- but for realtors only mm-hmm. and and i mean uh, the things that go on in a a broker open house well i just recently hosted one and we did a wine and cheese thing and mm-hmm. and that cheese was really good wasn't it good that yeah. was thanks to hermes yeah i, I love hermes yeah. and, and hermes um Hermes have uh, they've been a guest on uh, Chef's Corner, I believe a number of times, and uh, yeah, great place uh, to get some things you just can't get anywhere else. Yeah. 
So, so you have a, you have an open house. You have some food, some drink there. Um, sometimes a draw. Sometimes a draw. Yep. Because you, after all, you are trying to attract realtors, right? Yes. And so, what better way than food and drink? <laughs> And prizes. And prizes. <laughs> but we'll just say that's where all people really are attracted to yes, those things, not just us realtors. I know. So. Everybody everybody likes that. And and so the, the idea is for that, uh, that realtor to get uh, a good idea of what that home is like, a better idea of what that home is like than maybe they could get on the listing in case they happen to be dealing with somebody right then and then then and there uh, who might be interested or maybe next week they'll have somebody come along that would just be a perfect fit. And it's also good for the listing realtor too, just to get a feel like and other people's opinions on pricing or things you could be doing to help market the property better. So it's, it's kind of like a networking thing and an information share, right? So, Mm -hmm. so my, my, so the, the purpose, obviously the purpose is for the sale of the home. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it helps market the home. I mean, that's the purpose, to market to the, the realtors, get some feedback, as you're saying. So so the next question, Aaron, is effectiveness. Okay, let's first go to popularity. How, how popular do you think these uh, broker opens are as far as how often do you – see them happen in, okay. in our board. So years ago, um, I'm not sure if it's still happening. I don't, it's kind of dwindled out over the years, but years ago, our board used to have a day and you would call, get the lockbox from the listing brokerage and you could just tour the houses. It was every Wednesday. I'm sure it's still available to us. We just don't really see a lot of activity on that anymore, but everybody is really like, crazy busy right now with the way the market is that they may not have time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I find them very effective personally, but everybody's different. Um. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I mean it's healthy to have different ideas on this, uh, but but we don't see them happen very often, do we? People no. aren't holding broker open houses very often. Not as often as they could be. No. So, so you 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 like them? I do. You find them effective? I do. I mean, it. I don't. I don't necessarily think they're I don't I don't I, I, I have a tough time you're sitting right there across from me Aaron, I'm not and I'm gonna, gonna hit you it's okay gonna, okay I, <laughs> I don't think they're for me they're not that effective I I typically I typically wouldn't go to them because I have too much going on right with uh, some other things so I mean if I need in that if I need in a house and this, this is along my train of thinking for even a public open house. My, my train of thinking is if the, a person in the general public wants to see a house they, because they're, they're very interested in it to possibly purchase, they're not going to say, when is the next open house? I'd like to see that. They're going to say to the realtor, get me into that right away because I might be interested in it and I, I want to see it before somebody else is interested. And I think the same thing for a broker open. I tend to think if if I need in a house to preview a house before I even bring a buyer, if I need in there, I'm going to request a viewing on my own. But then you do that, you, you lose out on the wine, you lose out on the cheese. I know. You know, if you do the open house 
thing, then you're not. But you're also speaking just from the benefit for you. Yes, right. Absolutely. And my so, client, and um, and my buyer client, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just get in there, get in there fast, find out what it what there is to find out about the house, so I can report it to my buyer. So yeah, not a. I, I mean, I I went to yours. Yes, you did. I did. I did, and and it was a good broker open house. But would I would I have one for? I mean, what what kind of? There's likely a a type of situation or a type of home that could possibly lend itself to this more than yes. your typical. Home. Okay, what if are you what have are your like thoughts? a home in a subdivision that you know is you know, not a very unique home. It's a very traditional home or whatever, and we see them every day. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would benefit as well. But if you have something that, you know, might be a little bit smaller, or if you have something that's had some significant improvements or major changes to it, something that makes it unique that mm-hmm. you think needs to be seen instead of just looked at online, right? So Right. So something that's, there's something about that place that just can't be captured properly in a in a in a photograph in the confines of a listing in, yeah. in, in and because we are restricted to so many characters in our description mm-hmm. uh, the board the board system will only allow so many characters and then your pictures you know there there's there can be that that additional additional aspect to a home that just can't be captured in the picture and on the flip side if you know it's a property that you're not getting a lot of viewings on and things like that. And you want, like, I value the opinions of other realtors on our board. That's why mm-hmm. I like doing them because then I get the feedback from them and it can, you know, help us determine whether our list price may be too high or, you know, work may need to be done, that sort of thing. So it really helps. Mm-hmm. Well, Aaron, we're already at first break. So folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, local real estate talk. Join Aaron and myself after this break, and we will be continuing to talk real estate. Northumberland Live presents Carlos DeHunco with the Blue Mongrels this coming Thursday, March 24th, 7 p.m., recorded live at the Capitol Theatre. Carlos has been described the Jimi Hendrix of the harmonica. Have your radios turned up really loud for this show. Are you concerned about the air quality of your home? Tired of costly repairs to your furnace? Call Pritchard's Climate Care for a free air quality assessment. Sign up for Pritchard's Maintenance Protection Plans to get your furnace serviced at half price. Easy payment plans are available on approved credit. For all your air quality solutions, call 905-885-8216 and book an appointment today. Pritchard's Climate Care. We care because we're your neighbors. Do you remember where you were for the blackout of 2003 and the ice storm of 2013? You need to be prepared for power outages. Use battery-operated emergency lights and flashlights to brighten up your next power outage. Make sure you have alternate charging methods for your cell phone or any device that requires power. Check your municipality's website on how to create a 72-hour kit and other emergency preparedness information. Your preparedness helps us all. Brought to you by the Community Emergency Managers of Northumberland County. As a local business owner, would you pay to advertise your service in a shotgun approach to a broad market or to an audience that is right for your business? 
Would you try promote your business into another area code where there's three others doing what you do or into your hometown where you're known as one of a kind? Northumberland 89.7 is specific and local for the people of Northumberland County. Northumberland 89.7 is unique and original, just like your business. Give us a call at 905-372-2391 or email us at sales at northumberland897.ca. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And my co-host today is Aaron Toms. Uh, Aaron is a realtor with Northumberland Hills Realty, Inc. And before the break, Aaron and I were, we were talking about, we were talking about the broker open house or the realtor open house. And we were just talking about what exactly that is and the effectiveness of it. And, and I think the last thing we were saying, Aaron, was, I mean, there's a place, there's a place for it for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it, is it something that, that every house is going to benefit from and would we agree by saying not necessarily so? Yes, I think we could agree on that. All right. Yes. All right. Yes. So that's that's good. I mean, because <laughs> we, we sort of, it seemed like we were going to disagree for a while, but I think I think we got... Well, I'm being polite, so we'll agree. All right. So <laughs> we'll disagree on the drive home. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I mean, if, but it's true. If a realtor is curious on a home for for their client, they can... They can uh, request a viewing without their buyer, can't they? Yes, they can preview a home they for sure. They can preview a home, get a better idea, and then report back to their buyer. Now, another thing you mentioned in that segment was the what we refer to as the caravan. And that uh, the one you were referring to was the one that happens through the local board mm-hmm. where anybody who wants to put uh, a particular home they have listed on the local board caravan for realtors throughout any brokerage to participate in Mm -hmm. uh not not been a super popular thing uh ever since i've been in in real estate it hasn't been but what tends to be a a bit more popular is the uh, individual brokerage caravan wouldn't you say yeah and i think that's maybe why the board-wide one is kind of dwindling out because the brokerages tend to do their own throughout their office. So they'll go through and show their new office listings once a week or mm-hmm. what have you. So their realtors are participating in that. They then don't want to have to go and do the board wine, board-wide one right after, right? So Exactly. And uh, so they're, I mean, most broker. why well, I shouldn't say that. Uh, the brokerages I've been involved in have always had broker uh, a broker tour a, a, a brokerage tour once a week uh, has that been your experience um no not most of them actually i'd say only two of them did okay. their own brokerage tour so i actually really enjoyed it mm-hmm. so i probably should make a better point of going out and doing the board wide one yeah maybe but. maybe seeing if you can uh get some life into that yes round up some round up a crew and Go touring on Wednesdays. Okay. Well, listen, we're talking about broker viewings um, in in an op- broker open house or through this caravan. The next thing I want to touch on here, Aaron, is what makes a good viewing of a home. So, you're you're either showing your home because there's a, an open house, or you're showing your home because there's an individual 
who wants to see your home, a potential buyer, what what would you say are some of the components that make up a good viewing? Have your house looking ready to be, you know, the way a buyer wants to see it. You know, like it shouldn't be to your taste, you're moving. It should be very neutral and to what buyers are looking for. Have it warm, have lights on, mm-hmm. have it accessible. <laughs> now, I mean, one of the things I, I often talk about with my sellers is is having your house look like nobody lives in it mm-hmm. while you're living in it. Like a, like a magazine. It needs to look like it's in a magazine. So Yeah. E- even though that maybe for a lot of people that's just an unrealistic way to live – I mean, if you're talking about what do we say on the the average the average sale price of um, a residential real estate here in our county was three hundred and six thousand over the past year. So you're trying you have the average home in this area. I mean, three hundred and six thousand dollars is riding on it. Mm-hmm. It's time to pull out all stops, isn't it? Yeah. And and I mean, I even. I even think not only just all the stuff off the refrigerator, uh, you know, the magnets mm-hmm. and the stuff sitting on the refrigerator and, and having your counters. I mean, if I think about the counter today at my house, uh, you know, the juicer is on there, the knife block <laughs> is on there, the, the kettle is on there. There's a number of things on there that we use every day. You know, it's, it's typically best to get a number of those things in some drawers so that you show off your counter space. So it's doing things you just normally wouldn't do in normal living, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know it's challenging, especially like the last time I sold one of my own homes, it was when my kids were still quite young. And it's it's really challenging to do that. But you know what? If you just put up with it for a short time, I think I, my house I think was sold firm in less than two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd sooner just put up with that for a short period of time than drag it out for, you know, the average of 67 days or 66 days, whatever we're at today, right? So, mm-hmm. and, and the things that you normally wouldn't think of in, if you're, if you're cleaning up the house for the week and you're, you're doing your, your, you know, weekly uh, clean through, you might not do your windows every week. No. But I would really recommend. Absolutely. You got to clean like your Aunt Betty's coming with a white glove and yeah. going to test everything. People are very critical of how others live. You know, they oh. may not live that way themselves, but when they're looking at a home, that's they, where the criticism is going to come. They want to see that. And mm-hmm. and I mean windows. If I pick on windows for another second, not just the windows inside and out. The screens. But even the screens. The tracks. Mm-hmm. I mean, those window tracks. And there's people that keep that up. You know, we go in homes that we see people that just are very particular and keep that sort of thing up. But if you're not that person, what a great time to be that person for a short while. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. So so just the, the state. Oh, another another small thing. And, and I've mentioned this before on the show when we were talking uh, about preparing a home for sale. But even in an unfinished basement. Get out that vacuum and That's the cobwebs. vacuum yeah. off those cobwebs. What a big difference. You know, the other thing is we open and close our doors all the time. And, and quite often by the door hinges, 
There can be a black. Yes. You know, from the wear. And what is that? Because I'm constantly battling that in my house by the hinges, and I have no idea what it is. Yeah, that that that's just. I think that's just a wear of the metal. Okay. That's that's on there, and then and then you usually the pin that goes through those, the, that hinge has been lubricated with something, with uh, an all-purpose oil or maybe even just Vaseline or or a soap or something. So it, not only is it is there uh, is there a wear of the metal, but a very fine fine flake, dust flake, but there's there's also a uh, a sticky component of the lubrication there. So. I think that's why when you also wipe it, you know, you get a, a bit of a smear there too. Yeah. But I mean, just little things like that. Will Will any one of those things stop the sale of a home? And, and the answer is no. But you take care of all those little things and there'll be something about that house that you just can't put your finger on that sets it apart. Yeah, it'll make it stand out from the competition, right? And that's yeah. what it's about when you're selling is standing out from the competition. So Exactly. Okay, what, what else, Erin? Is good advice, good counsel that makes a good showing. Listen to the buyers. Be prepared for what the buyers want. So, so you get some feedback, mm-hmm. and maybe you can make adjustments. That's right. To to uh, for the next showing, mm-hmm. if if in fact those people don't put in an offer, what do you think about uh, the whole thing about leaving the house? I mean, it's your house. Why why should you have to leave? Absolutely, you should have to leave. Because it can be quite awkward and uncomfortable. People won't view the whole house in its entirety when they're there. They're just going to scan through rooms because they're going to feel like they're intruding, mm-hmm. right? So they're going to be very um, tepid when viewing the house. They're not going to want to say their opinion. They're going to feel mm-hmm. kind of suffocated. So it's best to leave your home for showings. Absolutely. and uh, And some people... Okay, what about the person? All right, let's review uh, let's review that. So it's best to leave because you want the people to get comfortable. You want the people to actually maybe sit down in the living room and imagine themselves living there, right? Yeah. And imagine the the things that they typically do in the course of a day or an evening, uh how that would pan out because now they're if they're not sitting down, they're not even considering your home. Mhm. And uh and then if you're there, even if you're there out of the way, uh, the buyer always feels as though they're intruding, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And and, and that's for good reason, because you are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and so anyways, you know, you, you want them out for that reason. But what about the seller who thinks that maybe they should stick around because they could help enlighten the buyers with some information about the house that's why they've hired us so that's the sort of thing they should share with their realtor you're saying yes so the realtor can share it with the buyers Mm -hmm. or other realtors who are bringing clients through you know that's that's our responsibility as realtors right is to market the house in its entirety so i would hope that if i have a listing my seller is going to tell me every plus about that property so that i can market it best right Mm -hmm. so and okay, so every plus to market it now. Now legally, legally, there's there's such a thing as latent and patent defects, right? Uh, a uh, a patent defect being a defect that everybody and their uncle can see mm-hmm. if they walk through a home, and uh, and those are just obvious. But it's those uh, latent defects, those ones that are 
hidden that are not always available. Now, there's an obligation to us realtors, isn't there, uh, when it comes to disclosing? Uh, yeah. Disclosing what? Can you explain that, Aaron? Well, I mean, again, it's something that our seller would have to disclose. We're not home inspectors. We're not going to see if they're covering up a water leak with new drywall or something. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, providing our sellers disclose it to us, then we would then in turn have to disclose it to a buyer, right? So that you know what you're you're buying. Yeah, and, and, and really and truly there's there, – but it even goes a little further than that, doesn't it, for our own, for our own responsibility. I mean, there's – there. Yes, if the the seller needs to help us to understand, but uh, if something was to go to court, there's a a degree of expectation the courts would have for even us mm-hmm. to have figured out some things at least. I mean, we we obviously were not uh, Mike Holmes taking apart the walls <laughs> of a home, but there there still is a, an onus, a, a degree of onus on us, isn't there? Yeah, and there's been like. Th- there's been many cases that you can read about where not just with maybe a defect on the property, but even stigmas associated with the properties and things like that. Like if the house had somebody murdered in it or, you know, stuff like that, that sometimes there's no way we have a way of knowing. And then, you know, if you go to court, they'll they'll find a way that you should have known. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, the really neat thing, uh, that's a great point because stigma is definitely something we need to reveal. So I think about a home that's been used as a grow up. Mm-hmm. So there's sites, there's sites out there. There's government of Canada sites for finding out a list there where there can be a list of homes that are known grow ups. But I've been on that uh, site and there's nothing listed hardly. No. I mean, they've created the tool, but they, they, they don't have, because I've been aware of a home that was like that. I went to the, the government site to see if I could find it, and it just wasn't there. And then I, I think I followed up even with our local police website, and I don't think I was able to find this house anywhere. Did so, you phone the police service, though? Hmm. Yeah. Like, they, I wonder if they even could tell you, or if that would be a violation of some sort of privacy law, or... I, I don't know, but I do know we we do as realtors have a, a degree of responsibility yet on this one. And I wasn't involved in this one, so I didn't make a phone call. But I just thought this is a good exercise for me to see how I would find, how I can research homes. And, and so I knew the home, and yet I'm trying to find it, knowing what I'm looking for, and I still couldn't find it. So, I mean, it, it does make it very difficult. The, the system is, is far from perfect, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? So, so yeah. So, there, now, back to the seller not being there. It's, it's, sort of, it's sort of reminding me of how we had to talk about the broker open house. I, I, I'm not a big fan of them. I think it can be done a better way. But then when we talk about it, yeah, there are exceptions. There are exceptions when there's a home that just the essence of the home can't be captured in a standard listing. And, and I totally agree with that. I think there's also exceptions here to the seller being there. Uh, I would Not on first visit at all, but no. I'm thinking, you know, somebody's already, they're just, just on the edge of making a commitment. But once again, something really unique. Maybe, maybe it has a, it's a, a special purpose something in that home and and it's just not common knowledge and when the seller tries to explain it 
you know, it could be very convoluted and, and maybe it's best just coming from the seller. Uh, have you ever run into anything like that where you actually, you actually welcome the seller to be there just to explain one aspect of the property? I have, but it's usually after um, the deal is done and it's usually on like a final walkthrough where mm-hmm. the seller has been there that, because I mean, every house has its unique way of working, right? There's little tips and tricks that people who've lived somewhere 10, 15 years know that, you know, you're not going to be able to figure out the first week you live there. So I've had some sellers. Well, when I bought my house, we met with the sellers prior to um, closing. It was firm, but it wasn't closed yet to get instructions on how to work the hot tub, you know, things like that as we had never had a hot tub before and had no idea how it worked and Mm -hmm. so he showed us the ropes on um, many things that way and it was it was quite beneficial for us that way but yeah and I've I've had it I've had it before where there was a there was a a large rural property and it it wasn't just rectangular in shape Mm. and there was question about what belonged where like what was actually on the property where some boundary lines were on this irregular shape and and before the deal actually closed the the buyer was interested in saying you know what i want to know exactly what's on this property and and the seller walked us the property before they put in the offer and and that is something that uh i found very valuable it can be helpful but i'm just curious as to what if the seller has you know been wrong for a very long time about property lines or or something mm-hmm. like that then who's who's where's the responsibility lie if yeah. something comes out yeah absolutely i mean that's where a survey comes in right mm-hmm. we we don't need a survey to do any transaction but that's where a survey can really help and and really how many surveys how many deals do you do where a survey is actually involved anymore Actually, lately, quite a few. And oh, it, it's, really? It's, yeah. You're on a string of them? Yeah, and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it used to be a, a survey had to accompany any transaction. Now they don't because of the way uh, title is title registered. Yeah. yeah. So, Aaron, we're at, we're at the end of another segment here. So you've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Uh, join us after this break. And we will be talking about more real estate items. Come on out to Hometown Bingo, Monday through Wednesday, sessions are 12.30 and 7 p.m. Sessions for Thursday and Friday, 12.30, 7 and 9.45 p.m. Saturday and Sunday sessions, 12.30, 3.30, 7 and 9.45 p.m. $2 per paper strip all day Fridays and 7 p.m. daily specials. We are located at 884 Division Street. Give us a call at 905-372-5426 or visit us online at www.hometownbingo.ca. Our license number is 7884. I'm Chef Michelle. I'm Chef Michael. You don't have to be a chef to savor the flavors of Chef's Corner. Tune in Thursday mornings at 10 to see who we've cooked up for our special guests and don't forget our skill tasting giveaway. Join Chef's Corner to tap into the upcoming culinary season and stir the gourmet in you. It's all about food, eating in season, and keeping it local. Chef's Corner, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Chef's Corner is proudly sponsored by Jim's Pizza in downtown Coburg. Here on Northumberland 89.7. Truly local radio. I'm here with Ed White on the job. We're inside my refrigerator, and guess what? It was a minor repair, well worth fixing for far less than a new one. Thanks, Ed. That's Ed White Appliances, 51 Mill Street South, Port Hope. 
885-7109. Welcome back. This is your Real Estate Forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM, Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And my co-host here today is Aaron Toms. Aaron, we were talking, what in the world were we talking about before the break? We were talking about what makes... Surveys, but that's not really what we were no. talking about. We kind of got off. Yeah, what yeah. makes what makes a good viewing of a home? That's what we were talking yeah. about, so, yes. I mean, it's, it's the condition of the home. It is not being there. It's, it's having, like you said, the lights on, having it comfortable when you go in, and having it the absolute best it can look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the other thing uh, sometimes people talk about, Aaron, is how are people going to access my home? What are the different ways that we typically do for people to access uh, a viewing? Well, I'd say the most common would be the lockbox, mm-hmm. right? So a key in a lockbox on the door or on somewhere near the door. Um, and then that code is only given to realtors upon a showing request. Uh, another common way could be picking up a key at the brokerage office. Typically, you see that more for condos and mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, you know, sometimes you'll see that the realtor, like the listing realtor, has to be present for all showings. And that's typically in a home that has a lot of expensive items there. They're, the the homeowner is just hoping one more set of eyes being there and, mm-hmm. and maybe there'd be less of a chance that uh, things could go missing, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, I can see that being. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that should be the major reason, I would think. Yeah, I would hope. Yeah. Yeah. Another time, sometimes the seller will be there to let you in. They'll leave. They'll go for a walk, and then mm-hmm. they'll come back. You see that a lot too. So. Well, yeah, and recently I was showing a, a home. I showed it a couple times to different uh, to different buyers, and and the seller ended up waiting. Like you said, they were they were waiting. As soon as we came, they they went, took the dog for a walk. But they'd left a number of times for previous viewings, and the viewings never showed up. Mm. No phone call. Uh, they just never showed up. So so this particular seller said, "That's it. I'm not leaving the house yeah. for somebody not to come here." So sometimes people have a concern about these lock boxes because there you have a key to your home. Just dangling from your door, <laughs> from your door, or from a, a from a rail up yeah. by the step. What would you say to that? They're extremely secure, and I know this because I've accidentally forgotten the code for one, mm-hmm. and I still cannot get into it. So, I mean, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and 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 I I feel the same way. There was a there was a lockbox I had that malfunctioned. It was a it was an older box and it malfunctioned and and fortunately it wasn't hanging on a door. Uh, I I don't I don't remember the situation, but I was able to hold this lockbox in my hand, couldn't get it open. So I mm-hmm. I took it out and 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 on a on a road, <laughs> I started <laughs> tried to smash it. I I had a sledgehammer. I I, I keep a sledgehammer in in my vehicle and I was. <laughs> I was putting the sledgehammer to this lockbox, and and it would have been easier to bust open a door than it would have this lock. The amount of noise and the amount of time it would take to bust open that lockbox. Yeah, they are very very secure. Yeah. But that would have been a great YouTube video. I would love to have seen that. Yeah, no, it, it was <laughs> it was uh, yeah, it was really tough to get into. So here's another thing too for people 
and, and this is something that I've I've just recently been doing. But you you do have a lockbox code. Some of the new electronic code uh, lockboxes, uh, their code changes every so often, like mm-hmm. so many so many minutes or so many hours, the code will change. Uh, I've also heard a lot of complaints about those lockboxes. Yeah, uh, they're very frustrating. Um, it it has not worked out well for all realtors trying to enter with these uh, similar stories you've heard or experienced? Um, I haven't heard too much about them, but I could see that, like, I'm not really for them. I think there would be, I could see problems with those for sure, with the codes changing and, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, with the with the, the traditional style lockbox, one of the things I like to do now is you have a code and you only share it with the realtor mm-hmm. when the realtor books an appointment. So you know exactly which realtors have that code. But once you have a firm deal, and it, obviously we're going to keep the lockbox on because uh, many of these deals, most of the deals will have a viewing, mm-hmm. uh, a final viewing, and, and typically a day before it closes, maybe two days before it closes. So you, you need the lockbox to stay on there. What I like to do now is I like to, as soon as we have a firm deal, because there has been a number of people who you've been giving a code to, I like to just change the code. And so going forward for that last viewing, it, nobody knows the new code. Mm-hmm. It, it, is, it is just a code that I'll give to the, to the final viewing realtor for that, for that final viewing. So I understand people can have a concern over them, but they're very safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, but it also can get abused. I, I talked about just changing a code just for that final viewing. Have you heard of realtors that have used the same code for the last 30 years that they've been in real estate? Yes. Yeah, not a good practice. We don't even have to ask them their code. We know their code. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, so so yeah, there's uh, there's good practices and then there's uh, practices that could be improved. Aaron, here's here's a topic, our last topic for the day, and this this I know with local realtors is a real concern. Yes, it gets people bothered, and that is the uh, when when out of town realtors are doing in town business. Mm-hmm. What do you? Say? What my, are some of your thoughts on my that? My biggest pet peeve with it, because personally, you know what, I, it can be irritating, but at the same time, I mean, whatever, it's business, it's what mm-hmm. happens. But my biggest and I guess most prominent concern is that when I have buyer clients and I'm hunting and searching for them and can't find something, and then they're telling me about something, and I go onto our board and I'm trying to find it on our board and it's not there. I look like an idiot because I can't find the home. They've drove by 10 times mm-hmm. and want to go in because the out-of-town realtor did not put it on our board. No, they they, they have a listing. They've put it on their out-of-town board. Mm-hmm. So you can see it on realtor.ca, but we don't use realtor.ca because it doesn't give us all the information. That's right. So, yeah, we, we don't see it. And, and wh- that's not a very good service that they're doing their client. Now, saying that, there's plenty of out-of-town realtors who will put it on our board. Mm-hmm. They'll do the right thing, and they'll put it on our board. Um, what what else are you – like, that's one pet peeve. Getting offers um, from an out-of-town realtor, and then they tell me what the property's worth. 
And I'm just curious as to how they know what it's worth when they don't have access to our most recent solds, you yeah. know, that they could be comparing it with. Yeah. So if they are an out-of-town brokerage and and the brokerage is a member of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, meaning the, the, the brokerage and all the realtors within it, then then they will have access to our board information. But we, you're right. We do run into situations where uh, an out-of-town realtor, not a member of our board, uh, tries to establish prices. And mm-hmm. and how, how can you really do that effectively without, without the actual... Uh, information on past solds. Yeah, and now, now here's here's a frustrating thing. I, I just recently uh, dealt with a situation where the out of town realtor, uh, because I put everything on the Toronto board as well as our local board, so the out of town realtor had seen something on the Toronto board, and they were they they were members of the Toronto Real Estate Board. But then somehow they had found the information from our local board as well because there were there was some information on our local board listing that wasn't on the Toronto board listing. And, and when they were presenting the offer in front of the clients, uh, in front of my clients, they said, and, and I noticed this on, the nor- on your local board listing uh, because I have access to your local board. Well, how would they have access to our board if they're not a member? Well, they weren't a member. So, I mean, yeah. So that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole new uh, can, of worms. can of worms. But uh, yeah, it does it does make you wonder what's going on there. So, I mean, in a nutshell, I think what we're talking about here, Aaron, is that uh, your local realtor, your your realtor who lives here, who works here. A member of the local board whose office is here because their staff. I mean, our staff, the the other members of our office, they're they're a resource for us as well. Mm-hmm. So the more people involved that know the community, those are the people that are really going to be able to serve you. Uh, let's look the other way. Uh, if you were if you were somebody approached you to do a, a listing in uh, in in Pickering. What would you say to that? I would say no. That I would refer to somebody I know out that way that I think would be a good fit for them. Um, I don't. I had that yesterday. Someone talked to me about listing a home, not in Pickering. It was actually much closer to our area, but I don't know that marketplace, mm-hmm. so it's not in their best interest to use me for there. So you know what? And that's the kind of counsel you want: the honest counsel that it has the client's best interest still. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like. Um, a, a local realtor here is being sour grapes about uh, out-of-town realtors that are not members of our board. But typically, someone that has that opinion isn't going to go the other way either. No. And, I mean, that's why we have these networking opportunities where we meet mm-hmm. with realtors from other boards. And that's so we can refer to them so that people's interests can be best represented, right? Well, Aaron, another great show. Some As great always. points, and uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, what's the best way people can get in touch with you if they want more of this great counsel in real estate? <laughs> they could call my cell. It's 905-376-0246. That is the number one and best way to get me. Excellent. So, folks, if you have any questions or comments about today's show or pertaining to any real estate, feel free to contact me, Dale Bryant, by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca. 
or call into the radio station, 905-372-2391, and leave a message for me. And remember to look, look me up on social media and get involved in our survey. Don't forget to join us next week. I'm Dale Bryant. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. Join us next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, Truly Local Radio. Until next week, folks. Need a new furnace? Pritchard's Climate Care has a great deal for you. 